to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. actually bring a Bible this morning. All right, go to 1 John this morning. We have been talking about for the last two or three weeks about the uh, things that happened to you when you entered the kingdom of God, the day that you got born again, like we sang the song, Second Birth. You got born spiritually at that time. You entered the kingdom of God. And with that came a lot of things that belonged to you. The kingdom of God and being born into it is more than just going to heaven. Heaven is basically a byproduct of you entering the kingdom of God. Peace byproduct, joy, byproduct, health is a byproduct. All these things were yours just because you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. Just like the United States, you're a citizen and there are certain rights that you have that belong to you and they belong to you because you are a citizen of this country. We found out that the greatest gift that you can get in the kingdom of God and have already got and need to take advantage of is someone by the name of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is what brings you kingdom power, allows you to operate in the kingdom. So at that, this time now, you can prove that there is a kingdom outside the world, something more powerful by the Spirit of God who now lives on the inside of each and every one of us. How many know he's in there this morning? Yes. Praise God. So 1 John chapter 2, look at verse 20. It's talking to you this morning. It says, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. You have an unction. That unction is a power, a supernatural divine ability that was given to you when you entered the kingdom of God. Now notice it doesn't say you're going to get it. It says that you have it. Say, I have, I have. An, unction an unction from God. From God. All right. We know that everything God does is not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. Praise God. So you already have the unction. You're not waiting, basically, on an unction. You already have it. Now notice the second part of that. We'll just touch on that for now. And you know how many things? All things. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? It says you have an unction and you know all things. Praise God. Glory to God. <laughs> See, I have a divine deposit. All right. So since I have this divine deposit and the Spirit of God lives on the inside of me, the unction's in there, I want to learn to live from the inside out. I don't want to live from the outside in. I want to live from the unction that's already on the inside of me. In Peter, it says, he has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. So you're really lacking nothing. As soon as you get in the kingdom of God and get the spirit of God, you have everything that you need on the inside. Say, on the inside. Remember, you're a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. You're not just a natural person. You are a spirit being. And in your spirit being, there's this divine endowment on the inside of you that brought with it everything. The Bible says even the kingdom of God is not over here. It's not over there, but it's within me. So all these things came into us as a spiritual thing, and we want to learn to live from the inside out, not the outside in. The Bible calls it the great mystery that's still a mystery to 90% of the church. But the mystery is Christ lives in you and he is the hope of glory. Christ is the power of God, the wisdom of God. So the power of God is where this morning? The wisdom of God is where this morning? So none, none of us, you can't go around saying, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know. I just never know what to do. I just, well, you've got the wisdom of God on the inside of you. If you'd come out of the natural and tap into the spirit that's on the inside of you, this unction would lead and guide you into wherever it needs to go. Praise God. I'll tell you, when God called me, he never asked me what I could or couldn't do. He never asked me, can you preach? 
Can you teach? Can you run a church? Can you do any of these things? No, he was not interested in my natural ability to do things. He was going to give me a divine endowment on the inside to do what he was calling me to do. So he wasn't interested in my natural ability to do it. Are you following me this morning? Now, you've got an endowment on the inside of you this morning. It's the Spirit of God, and there's gifts on the inside of you this morning. And God may be whispering that still small voice what he wants you to do, and you're always saying, I can't do that. I can't do that. Good, you can't. At least you came to that revelation. There's a lot of people with natural ability out there that, that try to get in the ministry and try to operate on their natural ability. And they last about two weeks, end up in the funny farm going ministry, 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 and we don't want to do that, praise God. We want to operate by the Spirit of God on the inside of you. So there's an endowment on the inside of you. So he never asked me what I could do because he didn't care what I could do in the natural. He knew what he was going to place on the inside of me to get it done. And, and that's, that's the reason why there is a local church. See, my call and my anointing is to draw out of you the giftings of the endowment that God put in you. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to do that through preaching, through teaching, through laying on the hands, through whatever. Because each and every one of you in here are pregnant right now. Right. Come on, each and every one of you is pregnant right now. You've got things that God deposited on the inside of you that you haven't even dreamed you've got on the inside of you yet. Some of you have been getting pointed out to teach on Wednesday night, and you never thought you could teach till so you got forced up here to do it, and now you're starting to believe you can actually do it. Yeah, because there's anointing on your life. There's an endowment there on your life. And these giftings will start to flow out of the inside of you. They'll be drawn out of the inside of you by the Spirit of God, basically. So basically, he has empowered us. He has done it. And you have a choice when you get in the kingdom of God. You can live in the natural, or you can learn to cooperate with the Spirit of God on the inside of you and live in the supernatural. There's no losers in the kingdom of God. There are only choosers. You can continue to choose to live in the natural, or you can step into the Spirit of God and do it. Joshua made a decision. He said, bless God for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Praise God. Once he made that decision, the power of God came on him so he could do that. He could serve the Lord, him and his family. But not until he made a decision on what God was telling him to do did anything get done. That's why every time you hear a voice on the inside of you, that's God. Say, that's God. Now, some people think they hear from God every other word, and I just don't believe in that. Sorry. The Holy Ghost told me. He told me. He told me to wear this shirt today. He told me to go over here. He told me to go over there. Because sometimes you're going to say the Holy Ghost told you to do something that's not going to work out, and then the Holy Ghost gets the blame. People like that make me nervous. You know, the Holy Ghost told me to do this, and then he told me to preach on this, and he told me to do that, and then he told me to do that. What did the Holy Ghost tell you? Nothing right now. He hasn't really talked to me. I knew to brush my teeth without him. Come on, are you following me? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go around saying the Holy Ghost told you to do this, then it better be accurate, and it may work, must work out every single time if the Holy Ghost is telling Everything he's told me has always worked for good. Right. He never told me to run in the midst of a storm, get blown away, and then say, that was the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, it's not that way, praise God. And we want to. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, sons of God. So if you're being led, you're actually a son of God. If you're not, you're not operating as a son of God. So this unction on the inside, how many of you know it's going to lead and guide you? You don't need the horoscope. You don't need the billboard. You don't need all this stuff out here. The circumstance. Well, God is trying to tell me through this circumstance. No, if you'd listen to God, you probably wouldn't be in that circumstance to begin with because we want to live from the inside out. Right here is everything we need is already on the inside of us. So we want to start flowing with this unction. We want to function in this unction. And by doing that, we're going to learn to operate on the spirit of God rather than the natural realm. And in order to do this, this is going to be tough. You need to spend more time in spiritual things than natural. Yes. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the... Sow to the spirit, you're going to reap the... 
So you, you can't come to church and listen to my 20-minute sermon and go home and praise God, don't listen to God, don't open your Bible, then come back on Sunday again and think that you're going to be a spiritual giant because you're not. You're going to be a wreck. Praise God. You've got to be in the spiritual things. You've got to be thinking spiritually. You've got to be praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I mean, no, that's good for you. Hallelujah. Everybody says, what pill should I take? Pray in the Holy Ghost. No side effects. I've read it. There's nothing in there. Praying in the Holy Ghost will cause constipation and heart palpitations. And no, it doesn't do any of that stuff, praise God. That's the natural medicine and the natural stuff out there. But we want to live from the inside out with the unction that we have on the inside of us, which is the Spirit of God. Say, I have, I have. inside, inside. Information. information. All right, look at verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you. Now notice, here it says you have the anointing. Where's the anointing? It's on the inside of you. You already have the anointing of God, which gives you the ability to live in the Spirit of God. Keep reading there. What else does it say? Look at verse 27. But the anointing which you have received of him bides in you. You need not that man should teach you, but in the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Notice the spirit of God is also called the spirit of truth in the Bible. What's the spirit of God doing? He's leading and guiding you mainly into truth. Why does he want to lead you into all truth? Because you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And once he makes you free, how many know you have the ability to set other people Come on, you, you can't minister to married couples if you've been divorced four times. Coming, yes. Yes, can I help you? Well, my first marriage was like this. My second was like this. My third didn't work out here. My fourth, so don't do any of those things, praise God. No, you want to find somebody who's successful in what they've already done in their life, praise God. So he's going to lead and guide you into all truth. I didn't know that truth was already in me when I got saved. So like anybody else, I was excited when I got born again. How many are excited when you got born again? You still should be. Who said that? Said that. Somebody said that from back here. Somebody from back here. Yeah. So here I'm reading the Bible and, and, and everything else. And all at once I get to go into all the world and, and teach the gospel. And when I read that all at once, something jumped in me. Not on me, in me. It just, this little flutter went up. I said, my God, that makes a lot of sense to me. Maybe I'm supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel and do this stuff. And then I read about, you know, perfecting the saints. When I got to that verse, I was sitting in a sermon one time. Somebody says, we need more people to perfect the saints. And it's like God was standing right here and said, are you going to do it or not? I said, dear Lord, God's here. <laughs> so I said, that's it. So what happened? What was on the inside of me started to bubble up on the inside of me, started to connect with me. And I knew that was one of the giftings that I had on the inside of me that had to be released out of the inside of me so that I could do those things. So soon, pretty soon all at once, these giftings that were in me started to come out of me. The ability to pastor, the ability to teach, the ability to get revelation. People said, I read that verse a thousand times and I didn't get that out of it. How did you get that out of it? The spirit of the Lord came upon me, praise God. I mean, oh, the spirit of the Lord knows this book. Yep, he's really good at it, praise God, hallelujah. So you're learning truth. So the things that you have on the inside of you will start to cause you to flow in the things of God. Say flow. flow. Now, no, the more you know, the more you'll flow. Yeah. That's why you need to know spiritual things. You need to know the word of God. Because the spirit of God is never going to lead you anti-word of God. No. Never. The Holy Spirit always leads you in line with this word. Well, I don't know the word, then you're in trouble. Because you're going to think about here, you're hearing from God all the time, and you ain't hearing from God because you don't know. You have no checklist on it. That's why you've got to read this book and find out what the Spirit of God is saying to you is actually lined up with this book. And when it does that, it'll be easy for you to obey. When somebody tells you you need to be tithing, it's not that difficult. It's in the book. Thank you for your over-excitement on that, praise God. I, 
Time you bring money into it, you might as well say Christmas, for God's sakes. It does about the same effect. Yeah. If it's in there, I'm just going to obey. It says forgive. You don't have to pray for 24 hours to find out whether to forgive somebody. You just do what it's telling you to do. What's that? Being led by the Spirit of God into all truth. Now, if you start being led by the Word of God and know the Word of God, pretty soon you're going to hear the Spirit's voice on things that they're not really above the Word of God, but they're beyond the Word of God. Amen. You know what I mean? There's no place in here if you're a young girl and you're looking to get married where it says, thus says the Lord, Pastor Tom, you shall meet Becky and you shall marry. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not in here. Right. So what happens? He's going to start leading you into things that are not necessarily in here, but you'll know his voice from the Word of God that you've been following when he spoke to you in here in that still, small voice. Say the still, small voice. Still, How many have ever had, heard the still, small voice? Yeah. Some people call it your conscience. It's on the inside of you. It's telling you what to do every now and then in situations. It doesn't tell you all the time whether to turn right or left or take a step, but in situations, it'll tell you things to do. In ministry, a lot of times, I ran into people who had problems, and I wanted to counsel them, and they sat down, and while they were telling me their problem, I had no idea what to do, but all at once, out of the inside of me, say, out of the inside of me, rose up wisdom that I didn't even know that I had until that present time. People say, well, I don't know all things. Well, you'll know what you need to know when you need to know it. If you knew everything at one time, probably blow your brain out and explode someplace. So when I get in a situation where I need that wisdom, it's already in me, and the Spirit of God will remind me of that scripture or remind me of that truth so I can walk through truth in that situation and do it. But it must be lined up with the Word of God. Say, lined up with the Word of God. And I mean, when I started flowing in the Spirit, and you know, we were in the Holiday Inn, then I was flowing the Spirit really before that. We do Sunday night services where we just have a blowout every Sunday night, and anybody wanted to come, and people were all different shapes, sizes, denominations were coming, and we were laying hands on people, and the Spirit of God was moving. That's what brings out the intellectuals, say the intellectuals. See, because they want to come figure out how you're doing it. Remember last week, I told you I went to Rodney Howard Brown to try to figure out how to flow in the Spirit, and he said, be faithful with a little, and he'll give you much. After an hour and a half wait, that was really revelation. <laughs> After I got over my offense and my unforgiveness. <laughs> Come on, ain't that what happens? Oh, I'm going to wait till the last talk to him right at the end. <laughs> Finally get up there and got my notebook and everything. Be faithful as little, give you much. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> give me that 20 bucks back I put in your ministry right now. If you're going to give me any more than that, for God's sakes. But how I many you know what he was giving me? was wisdom for that hour that came from the Spirit of God that told me just be faithful with what you got. Because see, everybody gets in ministry, don't want to start at the bottom. Oh, now we're going to do some talking, aren't we? Everybody wants to start at the top, praise God. Yes, I'm going to shake countries. You can't even shake your marriage. I can't wait to disciple everybody. You can't even keep your kids in line. I'm meddling now, ain't I? I'm a meddler today. It's not Christmas yet. Christmas is next week. I can meddle. Yeah. You're not going to jump into some big ministry. Praise God. You've got to build a little bit of character on the inside of you. You've got to learn how to follow the word of God and be obedient to that and then follow the voice on the inside of you if you're going to be successful at anything that's going on. So there's no formula to this. There's no trying to flow. It's just so hard to explain unless you do it. You know what I mean? Because it's something spiritual. You just get into a flow. Like I'm in a flow this morning. I just go. Whatever comes up on the inside of me, I say. It probably isn't written down here. Probably never be written down here. Probably be preached this morning. Never be preached again. But it doesn't make any difference because the Spirit of God's on the inside of me leading and guarding me. Because some of you need a word from him this morning. And I don't know what that word is. So I'm giving you a word at one time. And then I'm giving them a word over here. And I'm giving them a word over here. And I'm hitting them back with a word like that because the Spirit of God knows what you need. And he's the one involved with me trying to pull the gifts out of you. Come on. 
led by the still small voice. You don't have to be led by things in the natural realm. People will come all the time and say, well, this seems to be lining up, and that seems to be lining up. What do you feel, and what are you hearing in here? I don't care if it looks like it's lining up. And don't be led by prophecy. I think most of my counseling is to people led by prophecy who are all mixed up now, praise God. Hallelujah. Prophecy is there to encourage you. It's, th it's there to excite you. It's there maybe to correct you. It's there, but it's not telling you who to marry. And anybody thinks that they got that gift, they need to repent. That's not the gift you have, praise God. If you can't hear for yourself who to marry, where do you want the information from somebody else you don't even know? Out of town, preacher comes in and tells you who to marry? Give me a break. You met him for 10 minutes? Oh, no. God wants you to live with him. He wants his personal relationship where you're hearing a still small voice all the time. He's telling you what to do. You shouldn't need a word if you're in the word. People say, I'm feeling depressed. Read the word. I need a word. Read the word. It's all in here, praise God. And what's that do? It helps you to start walking and flowing in the giftings. And when you start reading this and something jumps on the inside of you, don't jump into it. Let it rest. Oh, that sounds good, but I'm just going to wait a little bit. And if the next day you're not really doing anything and all once it comes up again, oh, well, like when you're going to preach, you know, sometimes uh, you don't have any idea what to preach and you get a little hit over here and you think I don't really want to do that and then you don't do it and two days later it comes back again and you say well I don't really want to preach that that's going to make somebody mad Lord it, it doesn't matter because it comes back again so you can't get rid of it you know why it's in you it's like a baby in there that's looking to be birthed out of the inside of you by the spirit of God the gift has given you a gift to use in a situation and you don't use it because somebody may not like it somebody may not like the way you look somebody may be upset with you somebody but you can't do that praise God if you're going to flow in the Holy Ghost you got to flow in the Holy Ghost we say I surrender all and most people don't surrender nothing they just sing the song I surrender all forgive I ain't surrendering that part today thank you very much don't get offended I'm sorry they deserved it no we're going to follow the word of God and we're going to do what it's going to do and what does that does it brings stuff out of the inside of you so it's going to change the way you do things in the natural see I went to the cemetery I mean the seminary for a couple of years and when I went there everything was formulated you stand behind the pulpit you start with a joke. <laughs> Lighten everybody up. Then you certainly don't move from behind the pulpit because people don't want to be going like this the whole time. They want to be looking right at you. <laughs> and you don't want to chew gum because you may spit on the front row. Let me demonstrate. No, no. <laughs> you notice I went over here because she just slapped me. I want to go over here wherever it's safe. Yeah, and all those things were in there. And, and they, they weren't bad to know, but when you start in the anointing of God, all those things, it doesn't matter whether you tell a joke, it doesn't matter. You just flow with God and what God wants to do in your life, and you jump on a, it's like a river. Once you get in it, you don't have to do anything. How many you know if you jump in a, a fast-flowing river, you don't have to paddle? You, don't, you just lay there, brother, and you're gone. And that's the way the flow of the Spirit of God is in your life, in situations and circumstances when you're dealing with things. Say, I have an unction, have an unction. on the inside of me. Inside of me. Okay, go to John chapter 4. There's giftings in you this morning that you've not even tapped into this morning. Uh, I know you see the pastor and, oh, he's got the giftings. No, you've got the giftings. Praise God. I've got enough trouble dealing with my own. You understand? Discovering my own, operating in my own, doing the things and finding what's new. We're going to have a new year pass through. Next year, hopefully, you have one or two more giftings that you've recovered 
in the, in the next year rather than having the same giftings that you had. You let God do whatever he wants to do on the inside of you, praise God. But there's giftings in everybody. It's not just a pastoral. It's not a five-fold ministry. We have our calls to do certain things, but you have a call also. Hallelujah. And as long as I follow my call, pull out your giftings, it saves me from doing so much other calls. Oh, gosh, that felt good. I might just say that again. Uh, God, that felt good. Yeah, I used to go to, to the rock road on one night and here the next night and there the night, night there the night, and I don't have to do that. I just send Kelly to the rock road. And I have to go down to the jail and Stuart, I just send Luann down there. See, I don't have to do that. My night's re reopened up, praise God. See, but they're still getting the word of God and probably the same word of God, hallelujah. As a matter of fact, Luann's teaching the book down there. Hallelujah. And we're giving books to everybody that comes in the jail down there. We're giving books to everybody that comes in Rock and Rock Road up there. We're giving books to the people who are ministering to the, what do you call them? Uh, mental health. Mental health people. Thank you. That's better than I was going to do probably, yeah. You probably saved me with that one. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Why? Because you're going to replicate yourself and take those positions out and give them to other people and people are going to grow and do that kind of stuff, praise God. See, as a pastor, I don't want to be the, the couple's ministry, the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the prisons, the nursing homes. The, my gosh, I need time to just read. Amen. And it's in Acts, Acts chapter 6. They had a little fight. Now watch this, over food. Oh. <laughs> now we're hitting a sore subject for Christians, aren't we? You want to hit it? Hit tithing or, or food. And you got people mad, bless God. Yeah, they were having a food fight. And the leaders came together and said, we ain't going to mess around with this stuff. We're going to appoint six or seven guys full of the Holy Ghost to deal with this. And we are going to stick to prayer and reading of the Word of God. That's my position now. What do I do? I pray and I read the Word of God. See, a lot of pastors are out there stomping out so many fires, they're wore out by the time they get in the pulpit. Oh, I've been putting out the fires, I'm telling you. I just had a ministry, uh, 9.30, time for you to go. There's another one coming in, one right after the other. You don't do that in leadership. It's not something you don't have to. You don't have to impress God. He's already impressed with you. Isn't that good? He's already impressed with you. Before I preached one sermon, he loved me. Before I did anything, he loved me, praise God. Even before that, so he certainly got to love me now that I'm doing something that actually is in the right direction, right? Praise God. Yeah, so he gives us these giftings on the inside, and we want to operate in those giftings. We want them to come out and start to flow in those giftings on the inside. And you, some of you know what your gifting is. Some of you may start to operate in it. Some of you may know what it is, and you have not stepped out at it simply because you think you can't do it. You've got to come to the place where you understand you can't do it. If you can do it, it's probably not God. See, because he wants to take you beyond it. He wants, to, he wants to release the patience in you to deal with people. He wants to release in you the joy that he put in you in the midst of trouble. See, the peace that passes. I don't understand it. No, you never will because it's the peace that passes all understanding. All right, 1 John chapter 4. No, John, I'm sorry, John 4. You're all there anyway, I think. Look at verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto them, If you knew the gift, say the gift, the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me the drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given you what? 
living water. So here's a lady that comes. She, Jesus says, hey, I, there's a, the gift I'm going to be able to give you. And they, the gift is the unction. Basically, it is a wellspring, the Bible says, of life that's springing up on the inside of you. So that wellspring of life is springing up. It's already in you. That still small voice is talking to you on a daily basis. When you run into trouble, don't worry. Go to prayer and find out what to do next. Praise God. Don't make snap decisions. Every time you make a snap decision, most of the time it don't seem like it's going to work out for you. Let Make sure it's in there. It's like a seed that he brings out of the inside of you, and you cultivate it, and it starts to go, and it starts to work in your life. So what, what's he want to do? He wants to take you beyond your understanding. How does he take you beyond your understanding? Faith. Faith believes something that you usually don't understand. So if you're going to believe God's word, which is above the understanding, then you're now walking above the understanding by believing the word. Are you listening to me? So you're going to be doing things that naturally you wouldn't do. There's one time we, we had a, they call it a healing service. It was in the Catholic Church. There was a healing priest, whatever that is, came, and he started talking about healing. It was a Friday and Saturday night. He talked about healing, talked about healing, talked about healing. We went home. I went Saturday night. He talked about healing, talked about healing. And the Spirit of God's going like this. He needs to lay hands. He needs to demonstrate healing. Well, I'm in a Catholic Church, and I really, you know, your chances of doing anything aren't too good, praise God. So I just went up when he was done, and I just said, hey, I, I just think the Lord's telling me, you know, that we need to lay hands on some people now because you've done a good job of teaching healing and this and that and this and that. And he said, well, I've never really did that before. Wow. And I said, well, let me do that now and just see what happens. So I said, if anybody wants, you know, prayer for healing or whatever, you can come up. And, of course, a bunch of people came up in the Catholic Church. They, they, they didn't expect this. They expected to hear about it and go home. Well, they came up to do it. And one lady, the first lady came up, was in a wheelchair. And I just looked at her, and I just said, get up and run. Now, how many know that was beyond my understanding? If I was going to understand, I was going to say, I hope you're doing all right. I'm so glad you're there. But the Spirit of God quickened me. Say, quickened me. Now, notice, you don't do this to everybody you see in a wheelchair. i got to balance this. No, it came up out of the inside of me. Get up and run. I said, get up and run. She got up out of the wheelchair. The lady brought her up and started running around. And churches are big. How many knew that? Started to run around a circle in church behind the back pews there. And her friend saying, you can't run. You can't run. You can't, you can't run. You can't run. You can't run. And the lady got back, sat back down in the chair. And I said, how was it? She said, it was great. I said, you can run. She said, no, I can't. I said, yes, you can. And the other lady said, if she falls down and kills herself, we're going to sue you. And I said, do you want to get up and run again? She said, no. What if I fall down? And I, so that was it. That was the end of it. Now, how many know that was an unction beyond the understanding? But then when you're ministering, there has to also be someone willing to accept what you were flowing in for it to happen. So I didn't get home and get depressed and say, well, I prayed over somebody. I told them to run, and then they couldn't run anymore, and everybody thinks I'm an idiot and stupid. No, I knew I was right. And it helped because I saw her do it. See, I mean, you look at some of these guys that, that operated beyond, read books by Smith Wigglesworth. That guy was crazy. I was nuts. You know, I'd love to walk up somebody with cancer and say, I got cancer in my stomach. And I just go, Poo! and they spit it up on the ground. Love to do that. Take a baby, a three-year-old that can't walk and throw him off the stage. And when he hits the ground, he starts running around. I would love to do something like that. But let me tell you, don't. Try it on your own without Holy Ghost supervision. But he thought nothing of it. And he'd punch somebody in the stomach, and they'd fall down and lay there, and he'd go to the next guy, and people would say, he's dead. He'd go, he healed. And they'd say, he's dead. He'd say, he healed. And pretty soon the person would get up, and they were completely healed. Now, how many know that's a deep flow? See, I'm going to have to go into a deeper river, I think, to get to that place. 
But praise God. What is it? That's the flow of the Spirit of God. Why does that happen? I don't know why it happens. I just know if it works, you know, what's the difference? If somebody comes up to you and they're dying of cancer, you lay hands on them and get healed, it doesn't matter how it happened. You know, it matters to the person whether they got healed or not, for God's sakes. It's the religious people who get mad at you for success. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we want to go beyond our understanding, and we do that by the power of God that's on the inside of us, or the unction. Say the unction. So what do I want to do? Any unction I get, I want to meditate on a little bit, and if it's still there, I want to make a decision on that unction. If you make a decision on an unction that comes to you from the Spirit of God, it equals success every time. Every time you're going to succeed, whatever it tells you to do. If it tells you, when I was in the post office and I was working, I was getting my 28th year in. I mean, when you get 30, you get retirement, hallelujah. And all at once in the inside of me, the Spirit of God quickened me and said, it's time to go out now. And I said, go out where? <laughs> and he said, leave the post office to start a church. I said, but you don't understand. Didn't you read? I got two more years. Just two years left. Just two. Two measly little years. I've been working here for 28 years in this place. I got two more years. And I just dismissed it. The next day, guess what came up? So I had a choice. Either skip my prayer time so I didn't hear it anymore or make a decision. I said, okay, you said if I quit now before the 30 years, I'll be successful anyway when I start a church. So that's what I'm going to do. So I put a decision. Say decision. decision. See, once you make a decision, you release the power of the unction to complete that decision. Until you make a decision... Sit on the fence. There's no unction there. See, it would have been easier for me to say, well, just have somebody come, come by and give me a million dollars, and then I'll jump into the unction if you don't mind. But how many know that doesn't work that way? No, it starts out, so I had to make a decision. I went home, told Becky, hey, I'm quitting. She said, what? <laughs> how many know she didn't say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even doing that. And we talked to her about it, and, and here's the thing. I had made Holy Ghost decisions before that I told her I was going to make, and they worked. See, we got a lot of men who make Holy Ghost decisions that never work and wonder why their wife don't back up what they want to do now because their track record stinks. And a lot of men use the Holy Ghost as a manipulating tool. Oh, here we go now, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do this, honey. No, we're not. God told me, I'm telling you right now, I heard him loud and clear. He appeared to me while I was sleeping. And then they do it, and the whole thing falls apart. What is that? That's something that you wanted to do, didn't care about the Holy Ghost anyway. You had to convince your wife in order to do it, so you manipulated her by saying it was God that did it. And pretty soon she said, but I don't want to go against God. And you did it, and it all fell apart. And now you've got to explain why God doesn't know what he's doing. Boy, it gets quiet. I love it when it gets quiet. That means a lot of people thinking, yeah, no, it's not that way, praise God. Your track record will tell you. If you tell your wife the Spirit of God told you something and it works, and the Spirit of God told you this and it worked, and the Spirit of God told you to do this and it worked, and the Spirit of God, if it keeps working, she's just going to actually believe you, you You can hear from the Spirit of God, see? And she's not going to question things. My poor wife, dear Lord, well, I've made a lot of decisions for her, and she just got to the point where she just gives up now. You know, do it. That's what you think, do it, you know? But, but it's succeeded. It's worked out. It's happened. And if I was in her shoes, I'll tell you what, I'd put up a fight. A lot worse fight than she did over some of the decisions I was trying to make. She don't know, but I'm having the same fight. Come on. And don't sit out there with that little smiley face on like you don't have this fight. Oh, no, every time I hear God, I do exactly what he tells me to do. 
because I'm a deep Christian. I'm a, I'm a big man Christian. Yeah. Give me a break. Every one of you know what I'm talking about right now because it's happened in your life and it's probably happening this morning as we're doing this. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So, hallelujah. All right, go to 1 Samuel 16 again. First Samuel. We've been to 1 Samuel, what, three times? I was there and then Natasha was there and... Ben preached on Wednesday night, praise God, should be online. Hallelujah. Charlene is preaching this Wednesday night, so you want to be here? All right, 1 Samuel chapter 16, are you there? All right, look at verse 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected you from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil and go, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among the sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. Now, this is very interesting here. He says, I'm going to anoint you as king. He said, please don't do that because I'm going to die. How many know that was a word of God that he didn't exactly agree with in his understanding, but he was going to have to go beyond his understanding in order to receive the anointing that was given to him at that time. And notice what he says. He, he told him not to pour the anointing on someone who doesn't want the anointing. He doesn't want you f- trying to flow around people that don't flow or don't understand the flow because what you'll do is end up wearing yourself out. Some people want to be delivered. Some people want to stay not delivered because everybody gives them sympathy. See? So if they really want it, you'll be able to tell sometimes when you run into people and know what to do. I told God when I started the ministry and read the scripture, I said, hey, I want people who are hungry for the word of God. If not, I'll go to Africa. I don't care where I go. You can send me to any play, any country, any place you want to go. If you can't give me people who want to operate in the spirit of God and are hungry for the things of God, I'll go someplace else. And that stands to me even today, praise God. If I run into a place and it starts to get starchy and starts to not work and start everything, I'll go someplace else, praise God. I don't care. I want people who are hungry for the Word of God. I want people who are excited for the Word of God. I want people who want to grow up in the things of God. I want people who want to flow in the Spirit of God, who want to go above the natural realm and not live like every other Christian out there who's just going through the footsteps. Praise God. I want people above. Praise God. You you guys had people or I need to start looking someplace else? Praise God. Because Africa's calling. <laughs> calling, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, look at verse 3. When you get anointed and call Jesse to sacrifice, and I will show you thee, and thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto him whom I named unto you. Notice God named you. He named you. He put all the giftings he wanted on the inside of you. He put them in there. They're in there this very day, but you're the one responsible for bringing them out. Look at verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked unto Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointing is before him. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on the countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him, for the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Now, how you know Eliab was the prime candidate? Eliab was the guy who, who was big and stout and good and, and the main son that he had. And in the natural, he looked like the one. He should definitely be anointed if anybody was going to be anointed. But notice what happened. Basically, he didn't say anoint him. He said, look for another. Praise God. Hallelujah. You cannot tell the anointing on somebody by their natural looks. 
There's a lot of people I ran into that I didn't think would have an ounce of anointing the way they looked. And guess what? They were powerful in the things of God and in the Word of God. Many times they're not that flashy. Many times they're not that, uh, you know, they don't have a halo. <laughs> Just in the books. Praise God. No, they're not there anymore. Praise God. So notice, he wanted someone else. He wanted to do it with someone else. So look at verse 12. He said, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are these all your children? And he said, There remaineth yet a youngest, and behold, he keeps the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he comes hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was a ruddy and with her all beautiful countenance and godly to look at too. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for it is he. Hallelujah. So what happened? The guy who was in charge, the father, never even thought about this kid. He's out there tending the sheep. He stinks. He's the youngest one. He's not worth anything. But the Lord says, He's the one. He's going to do it. Praise God. He's the one. Notice verse 13. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose and went to Ramar. So what happens here? He anoints him with the Spirit of God. Why did he anoint him with the Spirit of God rather than the other brothers? Because he had a right heart. What's the qualification for letting the gifts out of you? What's the qualifications for flowing in the Spirit of God? You must have the right heart in you. That right heart basically is a heart that looks to want to get closer to God through their character and wants to minister and help other people and not looking to themselves to get stuff all the time and not to claim the victory because of their own, but because of the anointing and the Spirit of the Lord that has come upon each and every one. If you're, if you're going to be humble, boast in the anointing upon you, not in you. Because the anointing basically was given to you, praise God. It was given to you by God, and you use it by God. I'm very humble, praise God. When I was lost, he found me. When I was unqualified, he called me. When I didn't know better, he anointed me. Hallelujah. Why is that? Because the Spirit of the Lord came upon David. So David is basically a prototype of the New Testament, isn't he? He was a prophet, priest, and king. How many of you know you're a prophet, priest, and king? You're a priest and a king. You're a king, you're a priest to minister to God, and you're a prophet. You have a prophetic anointing to read the Word of God and to let the gifts on the inside of you come out of the inside of you. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Say, I have, I have. An, unction an unction on the inside of me. Inside of me. All right, one more. Go to Psalm 23. You know, every time I say one more, we go about three more, don't you? <laughs> so David gets anointed. David just out there doing sheep, man. All his dad says, come here. This guy wants to talk to you. I don't know what the deal is with him, but praise God, something's going on. And he comes in, and he gets the Spirit of the Lord upon him. He wasn't praying for the Spirit of the Lord, I'm sure. He didn't know what was going on when he came in. He didn't know anything. He just had a right heart. Say a right heart. Right, right, Hallelujah. Right. You're going to find out a right heart with God is a heart of love. I mean, you know, some people are hard to love. Amen. Any of you people have anybody like that that you might know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the best amen I got today, praise God. <laughs> All right, look at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runs over. 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. So here's David. One day he's out there, he's taking care of sheep. He's been out there, probably stinky, dusty, everything else. Probably sitting there looking at them stupid sheep again. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty sheep, twenty sheep out there eating something, doing that. But all at once the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him. And notice, he sees his job differently. Let me say that again. He sees his job differently. All at once he starts writing. He says, the Spirit of the Lord, or the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. All at once he sees provision. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He sees peace. He leads me beside still waters. All at once now he sees leadership or guidance. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. He's leading to guide me into right thing. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because he now has the anointing of God upon him. When the anointing of God comes upon you and you start flowing in it, you are going to see things differently than what you see right now. If you're going to your job every day and complaining about your job every day, I guarantee you're not flowing. You're looking at the natural realm. You're staring at the natural. Oh, here we go again. Case the mail up. Take the mail down. Put it in the tray. Carry it to the truck. Put it in the back. Close the door. Get in. Check it. 350 degrees in here again today. Praise God. Down the row we go. But once the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and I was born again, I saw it as a ministry. I saw it as people when I take it up to the door, somebody could get born again. Maybe their kids needed prayed for. I needed to build a relationship with them when I took the package up rather than throw it on the wall. I mean, every, get, oh, once I hear a bang outside my door, they're throwing packages at the front door. The other day I got one, your package has been delivered. I said, it hasn't been delivered. So I scrolled down and it said, handed to the resident there. Remember that? I handed it to the resident there. I said, I'm the resident there. I didn't get nothing. So I went to Becky. I said, did you get anything? She said, no, that's the only two residents here. <laughs> so what the heck is going on here? So it says, how was delivery? I said, bad. I didn't get it. I'm, I'm the resident, and I didn't get anything. And then I thought, well, you know, a lot of times when they're in a hurry, when I was training postal workers, they would do what they could quickly so they'd stick it in the box, even if the package doesn't fit and they're in a hurry. They don't, they stick it in the box. Yeah, so I went out and looked in the box to get what was in there. The package was in there, just pushed in there and all squashed up. And so they didn't actually hand it to a resident. See, they actually... Yeah, yeah. And then you start thinking, well, my neighbors probably got them now. I hope they're enjoying the gift. Praise God, I got them. But no, then I was in the post office. I started looking at my job differently. And instead, everybody around me going, oh, it's so hot out here today. I said, praise God for this job. There's a couple people. I know I got a certified for Susie today. And Susie always wants prayer when I come up there. And I want this. It changed the way I looked at everything in the natural realm because the spirit of the Lord had come upon me, praise God. And notice, his anointing comes upon you, oil, and a cup runs over. Say, cup runs over. Man, there's no much more fun than having a cup that's running over. Good to have a cup. Good to have it filled, but it's better when it starts running over, praise God. What are you doing? You're touching people's life. You're ministering to people. You're doing something, praise God. You're picking up the word, and you can read two sentences, and all at once a sermon comes in you, and everything comes up out of the inside of you. What happens? It changes the way you look at your marriage. It changes the way you look at your spouse. It changes the way you look at your kids. It changes the way you look at your grandkids. It's the way that you think, my God, I'm back in school now. I'm teaching grandkids. And let me tell you, I'm a lot smarter than I was 30 years ago when I was dealing with my own. God, I wish I knew what I knew now back then. Isn't that the way you feel sometimes? Back then, I knew nothing. Back then, I was religitized. And my poor kids had to grow up under religitism. Is that a word? It is now, praise God. Yeah, yeah. 
Praise God. But now we see the freedom. We know the freedom that's there. We know that God loves everybody and God cares for everybody. So there's gifts on the inside of you today. They're in there right now. And they're stirring around. And as you stay in the word and listen to the word and sit on the preaching of the word, some of these things are going to start flowing up on the inside of you. Praise God. And notice, if you've got a gift that's powerful, you won't have to come and tell me. I will know sooner or later. That's right. I shall know sooner or later. Why is that? Because I have the Spirit of the Lord upon me, for God's sakes. Why do you think? People come to this church that never came to it before and sit in the back room and come up afterwards and say, I don't think you know us, but I have a wonderful teaching ability. And I go around and teach at different churches. I said, well, brother, you're not teaching at this church. So you sit down, I find out what you know. I can't put you up there and mess everybody up so it takes me four weeks to straighten them back out. I can't do that, praise God. Don't look for a place to preach. Look for the anointing of God and the Spirit of God and the giftings on the inside of you. And the giftings will make a way for you. You don't have to push your way into anything, praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. You don't have to do that. The Spirit of God will open the doors, and they will be there, and then you'll be in the right door. Right. Every time you push your way through, you end up in a mess. Yep, that's because you did it and not him. So David's whole life was changed. How? The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He saw things differently. He looked at things differently. He looked at himself as anointed. He looked at peace. He looked at protection. He looked at all these things. Why? Simply because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and now he was seeing it with different eyes. So it'll change your sight. When you start to flow in the things of God, it'll change, praise God. Some of you who preached on a Wednesday night for your first time now have broken through a little bit. Will you struggle a little bit? Probably. We all struggle. Even I struggle sometimes coming up here. Sometimes I don't know what, believe it or not, I don't know what to say. And God says, just start. How many know that's a scary? I I hate that. I hate it when he does that. But just put your notes down and just start and go. Yeah, well, okay, praise God. But if you don't give me nothing, I'm going to say, good morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No, you've got to be able to trust the flow on the inside of you. And the more you rely on that still small voice, the more you'll start to trust anything. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with how much of your heart? All of your heart. And lean not on your what? See, we want to lean on our own understanding because we think we know the answer to everything and we don't know the answer to 99% of the things that are out there. So we're going to listen to the still small voice. We're going to start flowing in things of the Spirit of God. And more and more giftings are going to come out of the inside of you. This next year, I I pray that more and more giftings in you that come out of the inside of you. There's prophetic anointings on some of you that can come up here after praise and worship and release the power of God. And I'm not begging you to do it. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm telling you if you're led to do it, you can do it. Are you following me? And say you get up and you goof up the first time. Nobody in here cares. Come on, we're a body. Praise God. Hallelujah. If I got to come to you, if you ain't ready for me to say, well, that was a little bit off, then don't come up. See? But correction's part of it. How many of you know that? And I've been around a little bit longer than you, you know, in some of this stuff. Praise God. So I can read it. I can feel it. I know what's going on. So praise God. You have an anointing. Say, I have an endowment of God, an unction of God. I have giftings on the inside of me. This coming year, I am going to release the giftings that God has given me so that I fulfill my own life and the call that God has given me. All right, give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Remember.
first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be 